Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 4th of December, 2014. 21 more shopping days till Christmas. Uh, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Although Dave is in an um, infinitely more advantageous place than, um, well, than you are and than I am. Dave is in Daytona Beach, Florida. Um, he spoke at the America Outdoors Conference. Shades of uh, Ron... Anyway... Dave, how you doing today, man? I am uh, doing fantastic. You know, you you, you do the, the traveling from the west to the east and have trouble sleeping, so a little tired, but nothing coffee can't fix. Well, coffee and uh, what is it, like 82-degree weather? Yeah, that's that's about right. Uh, apart, you know, having left at about 28 degrees, it's, uh, it's all right. <laughs> so you're at... You're speaking at a conference, but this isn't the normal kind of conference that you know many um, search search marketers find themselves speaking at. You're at the America Outdoors Conference. Yeah. What's that all about? Describe that to me. You know, it's a it's a really good idea that uh, they put it on you know, before you know before I got in. But basically, it's uh, a conference for anybody in the outdoor recreation um, field in America. Um, it's a marketing conference for them. Um, so there was one guy who's going on in uh, about an hour talking about um, China um, and you know, the, the number of millionaires in China. And there's, there's a lot of them, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, they're they're coming here and how to capitalize that market and, you know, how to deal with that if you don't have somebody who speaks Mandarin on staff and, and that sort of thing. So it, it's just a, it's a really neat conference targeting a, a very specific niche. Um, and covering all areas of marketing, it's uh, it's, it's really enjoyable, and, and I've actually attended a couple sessions, and it's uh, you know you learn new things, especially when uh, when it's a niche you're interested in. Well, I mean, I've I've, I've got to ask you're you're uh, as a, to introduce where you were. I said you were in the most enviable place. Um, <laughs> you're the probably the only SEO in the building, right? I am, yeah. Yeah, there's uh, there's a few um, developers and, and that sort of thing, um, but mostly it's um, yeah very very specific um, like the guy who's speaking on China and that sort of thing where they have a, a very very specific thing. I'm uh, you're right, it is advantageous. I'm the only general internet marketer. Well, you, you likely weren't talking about um, Chinese million well, Chinese millionaires in, in your set. What, what was your session um, this morning? I did a session on audits. Um, so, uh, you know, try gearing towards people. Most of the attendees, um, are fairly low tech, um, right? They're, they're the business owners. They just want to be able to call BS when, when they hear it. Uh, so, um, so just sort of covering the, the different areas of, uh, of your site that you need to look at. And tomorrow I have, uh, analytics basics and then another one in the afternoon on advanced analytics. Now, there are conferences for just about every sector and, you know, every subsector of every sector out there. There's conferences all going on all the time, eh? Yeah. Oh, definitely. You find yourself the only SEO at this one particular 
um, marketing conference. Yep. This is a, a, a tip for um, search marketers and especially sales-focused search, mar- search marketers out there. Think about where Dave is and just, you know, <laughs> you can't turn around without somebody saying, hey, dude, I want to talk to you about something. No, it's it's uh, it's pretty great. Originally, I was only uh, – they, they gave me a booth, um, and I'm just using it to, like, uh, set up a laptop. I was like, you know what, after my session, you know how the Q&A always goes till you're kicked mm-hmm. out because of the next session. So I'm like, just come by my booth and I'll, I'll, you know, sort of take a look at your site for you and stuff like that. Um, I was planning on doing it for an hour. Um, I was there for about two and a half hours after my session. As soon as our radio show's done, I'm back there to do more half an hour, um, you know, sort of mini audits of, uh, of people's sites. Just, just let them know. And something I learned that's really interesting uh, to me anyway, if you, if you have an opportunity and, you know, just learning if you're interested in the niche. I'm interested in this niche quite a bit. Um, you know, just I'm sure you have those niches too. Just academically, I find it really interesting because you've got local, you've got paid, you've got organic, you've got PR. You, it's got everything in there. Um, and while I was taking a look at people's sites, I discovered it's amazing. It's disproportionate the number that are WordPress. No, no, you know, I, I was happy to see it because then you can just rule out some things that you can. You know, sure. oh, you need to fix that. Well, I know you can't. I know WordPress, right? <laughs> Those sorts of things. Or you don't have to fix it because it's WordPress and they already had that covered. Um, but it, it's interesting, the sort of little subtle things. The, even you as a marketer can pick up on a specific niche and go, ah, okay, if I want to really target this niche, you know, I got to talk about WordPress on, uh, you know, on our site. I need to, you know, sort of focus in on things. It's not just about keywords. It's let's talk about the fact that, you know, I audited uh, probably six sites. Five of them were in WordPress. Um, yeah. You know, it's like okay, that's that's valuable, valuable information that uh, you know I, I wouldn't have had if I if I didn't uh, didn't have an opportunity to chat with these folks and look at their sites. Okay, for those of you keeping score at home, we've got Dave Davies in a place where there's no other comp- there's no competition. <laughs> He's the guy they need to talk to if they want to talk about web marketing. He's got a booth, he's doing web audits, and he's in a place where he's actually learning about, uh, learning a good deal about, you know, what makes up a segment of, uh, uh, of a niche that his company, um, his company uh, tends to do quite well in. I mean, you're, you're in British Columbia, it's a tourism market, mark, uh, oriented market, right? Yeah. And so you're learning a lot about one of your natural markets. Oh yeah, no. This is uh, this is basically a dream scenario. Well, I wish one of those people keeping score at home would tell me exactly where the score is, but you got a whole bunch of goals met there. <laughs> yeah, no, well that done, was, it was it was a, a checklist that I managed to add on things to check off. Um, you know, while I was here, so it's it's great when you can you can find uh, find advantages and perks. And yeah, I mean, I think to your note. Um, you know, note to uh, to other SEOs who might be listening and stuff. It is a good opportunity. Maybe not this one, sorry, but I'm going to say yes again next year. Uh, <laughs> but um, you know, to hit those those niches, find one you're really strong in, and uh, you know, there's again, speak, just, it's not just about the SESs and the SMXs and the PubCons. Um, these are some great shows. Yeah, well, to reiterate, there are thousands of conferences in any you know. Any given state or province at any given time, they're always happening. You just have to um, find out who the primary conference organizers are, look at their websites, look at the websites of the uh, various conference venues 
in your, um, you know, in your city or geographic area, get out to networking events where these organizers might be and get, you know, somehow get yourself on the agendas because if you, if you can find yourself standing in Dave's shoes, you'll be in an enviable place. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Before we do, when are you, when are you, when are you heading back? Um, I head back on Saturday morning. Oh God, I hate you. So I flew in last night, spoke today, two sessions tomorrow. And then, uh, yeah. Then oh, back. so it's not like you're actually going to, you know, be able to like enjoy yourself or anything in like Daytona Beach, Florida. I, I get to look out at the ocean. I mean, they did give me a nice hotel room, so I get to look out at the ocean because I'm right on the beach. So I get to see, uh, a really pretty, uh, Daytona Beach. <laughs> okay. I only sort of, sort of kind of hate you. <laughs> It is so cold in Toronto these days, man. It is like, it's winter, and it ain't even winter yet. Um, moving on. What do we got? What do we got? We have a whole bunch of uh, things to talk about today. We've probably got uh, five or six minutes before we got to take our first break. So how about a nice little bump for Yahoo? Remember uh, you remember last week, or I'm sorry, two weeks ago, we were talking about um, how Firefox, in their um, newest version, has is now using Yahoo as their default search engine? Yeah. Believe it or not, that's had a fairly significant bump in Yahoo's search share. It'll be really interesting seeing what Yahoo's actual search share is month over month coming forward from Comscore. But according to a Greg Sterling article in, uh, in today's search engine land, the share of people using... Yahoo on the Firefox browser has jumped from 9.6 to 29.4%. In contrast, Google usage has declined to just over 63%. So, while only about 15% of the overall market uses the newest Firefox browser, those who do, a huge number have started using Yahoo or seeing Yahoo search results and there's been a uh, notable decline for the number of people who use Google in Firefox 34. Um, search in your browser is still relevant. Yeah, and you know what? I, like I've used it. I'm sure you have. Um, where you're just you're in a hurry and uh, and away you go. Um, it is going to be really interesting to see. I think something that you'll be interested to watch. I know I'm going to be interested to watch is um, how does this metric compare. Um, you know, you're talking about Comscore, but even just on Firefox, it was sort of a case of it's Yahoo's to lose. Do people like it? Uh-huh. And that's uh, that's going to be something to watch. Now it's doing it, and you know, people may not have adjusted, and they're still searching that way. Um, but is Yahoo providing the experience that they want, um, the results they want, and, and can they hold on to that lead, or will people just change their uh, their browser settings? Indeed. I mean, you you are still able to select Google or, or Yandex or um, <laughs> Baidu or um, Bing when you're in, in, in the browser. It's just a drop-down menu. But again, most people don't do that. They just do the search mm-hmm. and accept where the search results come from. If the result set – or I'm sorry, if the percentage of people who use it is still growing and, and in turn uh, Google's usage from the Firefox browser is lowering – If that continues to happen, that indicates people are okay with the search results, and that makes us ask, what does that mean for Bing? 
like right now you mostly work on and report on Google results, right? Because yeah. the, 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 the dominant, the massive bulk of users are there. But you also have to pay attention to Bing. I mean, 15 to 20% is nothing to sneeze at, right? That's like one in five, one in six search users. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's, they're leading the search traffic that you and I were fighting for across 20 engines, you know, like a decade ago. <laughs> okay. So if Yahoo starts increasing search share, and, you know, I, I mean, I know it's only amongst 15% of, uh, web users in in the US and it's uh, 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 only about 30% of them are using Yahoo but if this continues to grow if Yahoo actually does find a find its way back into the search market are we going is it possible that we'd be in a uh, three-way race again well i think what's really dangerous for google here in this one is um, there's the message that that sends to um, users of course but to me, a, an interesting message, if Yahoo can hold it, well, I guess, you know, Bing, um, if it can be held, now what does that tell other companies in regards to their partnerships with Google? If they can get a better deal from mm-hmm. a result that didn't impact, if, if Firefox um, usage doesn't go down and people are sticking with Yahoo indicating that they don't object to the choice, um, that that could be uh, could spell out uh, some some bad news for other Google partners and, and relationships they have. That's absolutely true. And Yahoo has all sorts of ways to offer a better deal. Oh yeah, um, they, they they still have a very large ad network. I mean, yes, it's not Google. They still have a massive content network. Yes, it's not Amazon, but um, you know, it's still um, they have a lot of ways that they can sweeten a deal that you know Google might be able to, but hasn't had to. Um, interesting. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, we keep laughing about Yahoo, but maybe, maybe there's, uh, there's life in Yahoo yet. Okay. Um, this is probably a good time. We could, but there's another topic we could jump into. I can't, I don't think we'll be able to do it in two minutes. So I think we're going to take the break now. Um, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, who's currently lounging in Daytona Beach, Florida, this is uh, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on Webmaster Radio. It's the 4th of December, 2014. Stick around. we got more after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. All-inclusive marketing is the luxurious five-star resort of digital marketing. Welcome to All-Inclusive Marketing. Engage with All-Inclusive Marketing's award-winning strategists to ramp up your online profitability and brand exposure, driving new customer acquisitions, increased sales, and stronger buyer retention. Another mojito, please? All-Inclusive Marketing's full-service digital and performance marketing accommodates every brand, specializing in retail, travel, and software as a service. What a great room. The A in All-Inclusive Marketing means award-winning leadership, excellence in results, as well as an A rating by the Better Business Bureau. For reach, engagement, and conversion, it's All-Inclusive Marketing. Reserve a free consultation today at allinclusivemarketing.com slash radio. Internetmarketinginc.com is one of the fastest-growing full-service digital marketing agencies in the country, specializing in providing results-driven online marketing solutions. Internet Marketing Inc.'s passionate team prides themselves on staying ahead of marketing trends to create and implement campaigns that get more traffic to your website, gain positive brand awareness, and drive conversions. If you are looking for a data-driven approach,
approach to online marketing and advertising, call Internet Marketing Inc. today at 866-563-0620 or visit internetmarketinginc.com. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 4th of December, 2014. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beamsong Internet Marketing. And, uh, you know, Dave, it's the end of the year, eh? It's... uh, 21 days to Christmas, 28 days till New Year's. Dave, you still there? I am. Oh, are you, on, are you on a computer or are you on your phone, uh, using Skype over your phone? I jumped onto my computer. Okay, so that's, that's, that's a solid connection. Cool. They always, they always get worried, you know? Okay. Um, it's the end of the year, so we're doing, everyone's doing their roundout lists. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, I was wondering if that was something on my computer that popped in there. Uh, no idea. Anyway, everyone's doing their roundout lists, and Yahoo has um, published their roundout list, you know, top 10 searches of 2014, most popular news stories, and the biggest obsessions. And, you know... There we go. I understand that. I get the context. I get it. Um... And, you know, these lists, the... I'm getting old, dude. <laughs> okay. The top ten searches of 2014. Number one, Ebola. Number two, Minecraft. Number three, Ariana Grande. I think it's Grande. It could be Grande. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Uh, number four, Jennifer Lawrence. Number five, Kaylee Coco. Cuco. I don't know. Number six, Kim Kardashian. Number seven, Frozen. Number eight, Miley Cyrus. Number nine, iPhone 6. And number 10, Jennifer Aniston. Those are the top searches of 2014 at uh, Yahoo. All right. Incidentally, you might make Firefox want to rethink all that stuff. But um... <laughs> And if I remember correctly, Kaylee is the uh, actress from Big Bang Theory. Oh, okay. There you go. And Ariana Grande? Am I pronouncing that right? She's a popular, the, 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 the next it pop star right now. Okay. <laughs> from Boca Raton, Florida, oh, where we Jim. live, where I am down here. Yeah. Oh, it gets worse. It uh, gets so much worse, Dave. Wait till I talk to you about the top ten obsessive searches from Yahoo. Okay. ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Okay, I, I understand that. Flappy Bird. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm going to. Uh, I'm gonna have to ask a uh, 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 web gorilla about that. Uh, Greg, he'll. I, I don't know what the heck Flappy Bird's all about. Frozen is number three. That was a Disney movie. Fifty Shades of Grey, a um, racy book being made into a movie. America Ninja Warrior. Uh, can you help with that? America Ninja Warrior is a reality show. Have you not show. seen the show? 
No, I don't. Although, no. Amer- American Ninja Warrior is a reality show. Yeah. Okay. Reality Another TV. reality show, the the Duggars. Oh, the Duggars, yes. The Duggars. Sorry. They're the ones with like 20 kids. Okay. Okay, how, how's this one? All about that bass. Megan Trainer. that's a big pop song. The, like a big like pop song this year. Yeah, I'm just going to jump in here and call this now. If I am ever playing Trivial Pursuit or I need to phone a friend, <laughs> Brasco, yeah. you are it, buddy. Yeah, Brasco, not me. I don't understand any of this stuff. Okay, Katniss Everdeen, I get that. Um, that's Jennifer Lawrence's... Um, Hunger Games alt- character. Alter Ego. Yes. Um, cleanses, I guess I get that. And Polar Vortex, I totally get that. Okay. What's Flappy Bird? You know what? Oh, I it's a version of Angry Birds. Frank oh, Coleman. okay. Um, I it's a ripoff, according to Frank. One of those things the kids are doing these days, you know? <laughs> okay, well, you know what? This whole top search thing didn't have the legs. I was hoping it did. Um, <laughs> well, we learned a bunch of stuff about pop trivia, and I learned that Brasco knows a lot more than I do about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and also, again, it kind of shows how, how in the marketing end of things, we're just so totally, I feel very much out of touch with a lot of the pop culture searches. Um, a question raised by um, Amy uh, Jenahus over at Search Engine Land, the person who, who, who got this list together, is Yahoo's primary audience, like girls age 10 to 15? Yeah, I was wondering about that too. <laughs> um, so, okay, Firefox. Um, you know, we're 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 all proud of you for making that deal and stuff. But uh, you know, anyway, <laughs> moving right along. Have you been uh, waiting for the next Penguin update? Breathless, you know, hoping it's going to come, waiting for it to hit. Well, I know where you're going, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> no, that's good, because you shouldn't be. According to uh, John Mueller, a Hangout hosted yesterday on um, Google+, Penguin, like Panda, is just going to keep on running. It's now Everflux. Um, so I guess sometime over the weekend, or on Monday, there was uh, major fluctuations seen in how Panda is rolling out. You know, cash dates going back a couple of months, and then um, suddenly the the... the a much more recent cache date. Um, you know, Google seemed to update pages and then reverted back to older versions of pages and stuff. According to Mueller, that's going to be settling out pretty quickly, and Penguin is just going to roll along. What do you think about that? Um, I think that's a, a great idea. <laughs> um, but, you know, they, they did say that about Panda, and then it was like, two months later or something like that, they were like, and pandas again, right? Like they rolled out another panda update. And I'm like, but if it was part of the main, like if you were folding it into the algorithm, then a panda update doesn't happen. So, right. Because it's just rolled in. So, um, yeah, I don't know if they'll be able to pull it off. And especially in light of exactly what you're talking about, Jim, um, with some of the issues that they're having, um, you know, old cash dates, you know, rankings doing the old pendulum thing. We used to watch back in the old Google dance days, um, well, that was probably an old statement I just made there too. Um, you know, if, if they're having these kind of problems, do you really trust an algorithm enough at that stage to now dump it and just 
you know, hard bolt it into, uh, into your overall algorithm or do you just kind of leave it where it is and, and roll it out in a controlled environment? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm, as early as today, um, my, my business partner, Alan, and I were, were, were playing chase the cash page around the world using proxy servers. We looked at, we looked at the same page and saw different cash dates depending on where we did the search from, from Australia, um, from China, from uh, 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 and, uh, the Middle East, um, uh, from Europe, from the United States, from Canada. And with the Australian, only the Australian one showed the totally different cash date, but it was, you know, it was there. So there's still a little bit of flux in this ever flux, I think. Oh, I, I think you're right. Like, I don't think there's any doubt um, that it is still rolling. Like, that's just uh, no, a given at this point. Here's what will be happening in the future. You know, the same thing will happen with Panda, too. Um, I do believe that that for the for the most part, Panda is part of just the rolling algorithm now. It's just it's just part of the big sorting machine. But there there are um, a host of specific issues or elements that Panda looks at and evaluates. And so, while Panda isn't a unique set of updates being added to the Google algorithm any longer, it's just part of the greater algorithm. The areas that it affects will still probably be referred to as being affected by Panda. If there is going to be updates, it'll be tweaks to, well, we won't know. Right. Um, it'll be tweaks that look like they affect areas that Panda was looking at. I think uh, Penguin's a slightly different animal, though, um, given how it has to affect the scoring of individual web documents which in, in turn affect the scoring of links. Um, my jury's out on whether it's part of Everflux or whether they still have work to do on it or not. I, I do think, and, and I'm sure you'll agree, and I'm sure everybody on the planet will agree by the website, um, that given the large time frame between the Penguin updates that was just ruining um, business owners who had link penalties... I would love to see it go into an Everflux where they can just on the fly, you know, disavows in and within, you know, next couple passes, it's it's processed and that sort of thing. I, I really do hope they do. Um, I think it's a little early in there, like just given the problems they're having, it's a bit early for them to be claiming that uh, that they're doing it now. But uh, I guess I guess time will tell. Um, yeah, the, the source the sources of it is. Um Amazingly credible. John Mueller isn't yeah. full of hot air. Um, he's pretty much he is what Matt Cutts was. He seems to have filled that role. Um, so how to say this? Um, I don't think that Mueller would go out of his way to mislead people. Um, yeah. And I do know that Mueller knows exactly what's going on when it comes to um, uh, updates to how Google operates. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that all, that all shakes out. Um, is it ever flux? Yeah, but I still think there's going to be, I still think that it's causing waves in Google's, um, overall rankings. And I honestly can't explain those cash dates. Right. Uh, I'll be interested in what you come up with from that, Jim. Uh, so will I. 
<laughs> so will I. <laughs> okay. Um, remember how? Okay, that was it. Two weeks ago, um, a photograph of Kim Kardashian's exposed ass was said to almost break the internet. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> I only bring that up because that was totally stupid, bogus, and silly. However, <laughs> however. Um, something that's not totally stupid and silly, a uh, size video Gagum style, which is the most watched video ever produced in the history of human and humankind. It almost broke YouTube. I'm not kidding. And there's a, there's a, there's a logical explanation for this beyond people like get like the video. Um, YouTube had a maximum viewer view counter. You couldn't go beyond 2,147,483,647 views. That's where it maxed out. Okay? Yep. The view counter was programmed on a 32-bit integer, which maxed out again at you know, two billion one hundred and forty-seven million four hundred eighty-three thousand six hundred and forty-seven views. Once you hit that, you broke the counter. Apparently, your video wouldn't show up anymore. So, a few months ago, um, Google engineers were watching this, scratching their heads at how many people um, are watching uh, Sides Video Gangnam Style, and they anticipated they would have a problem. So, they reprogrammed it on a sixty-four bit integer, which now allows up to. Nine quintillion, two hundred and twenty-three quadrillion, three hundred and seventy-two trillion, thirty-six billion, eight hundred and fifty-four million, seven hundred and seventy-five thousand and eight hundred and eight views. Well done, so, you know, which is far above the second place YouTube video, which incidentally is probably the second most piece of film watched of all time. Justin Bieber's Baby Baby, which um, has 1.1 billion views. The internet's breaking my head, Dave. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm, I'm sort of sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, this is the news you need to know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's December, friends. Not a hell of a lot happens in tech. Well, it's it's funny what we're what we're talking about, right? Like because you hear numbers and you can totally see um, how they would have thought who's going to watch a video more than you know when they when the upper limit was two point one billion. You can totally see how that seemed like a perfectly acceptable thing at YouTube, right? Like, well, yeah, what's going to be watched by more than you know a third of the planet? Um, very much like we did back with IPv4, right? We're never going to use. That you know, that 254 times, 254 four times. <laughs> like, we're never going to use that many. Uh, well, yeah, now now we are. But, um, yeah, I, 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 it's interesting because then that part of me looks and goes, nine quintillion. Nine? Ross, right? Like, I can't see it happening, but buckle up. <laughs> well, this is, the pow- this is the power of large numbers, okay? Um the 32-bit integer maxes out at 2.1 billion. The 64-bit integer goes up to 9 quintillion. So it'll be a while before we max out. As a matter of fact, I think artificial intelligence will be the one to max out there. 
not a, not human intelligence. Well, we um, can just start beaming YouTube into space. <laughs> you know, I'm sure Comcast will come up with, with a reason why they won't do that. <laughs> okay, now last point about this, I discover, I found out through uh, my uh, my sources, who happened to be the guy who owned the, who owns the uh, Korean barbecue joint down the road, um, that Whoopum Gangnam Style means Big Brother likes Gangnam Style. Okay? Okay. Okay. What does that have to do with anything, you ask? Well, I'll tell you what it has to do with it. It's a segue into our next segment, Big Brother Google. Oh, well done, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I, I worked that out myself about two and a half minutes ago. Um, <laughs> Whoopum, Whoopum Gangnam Style really does mean uh, Big Brother likes Gangnam Style, apparently, according to the guy who runs the Korean barbecue down the street from me. Um Whatever you do, Dave, and I, I know you wouldn't do this, but I might, but, but you shouldn't. Don't try to buy drugs using Google Wallet. I mean it. You know why? Why is that, Jim? Because Google's watching you buy drugs using their, their pay application. That's why. There was this fella. Um, this was reported in SEO Roundtable, an article. Um, this is today's Barry Swartz article on Webcology. Um... This young fellow who's uh, on Redditor uh, used to use Google Wallet to make, you know, appeals to his friends and family when he needed money. Mm-hmm. And he'd sometimes, you know, he'd use a sarcastic note for ransom, for beer, need crack. Well, that didn't seem to be a problem for the longest time until Google sent him a notice which read, your Google Wallet account has recently come under review for terms of service violation. Your transactions on the 26th and 27th of July, 11th and 27th of August, 17th and 16th of September, the 7th of October for $23,625, six transactions, with the memo, drugs and crack, is in violation of sections 6 and 7 of the Google Wallet Terms of Service. So basically, if you are using Google Wallet to facilitate your drug transactions, stop. Because Google's watching you do it. I guess if you must, you can sell, you know, blue widgets. Heaven knows the rest of us do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's kind of, that's, that's silly. And, you know, it's, you know in the realm of drugs and vice and all that sort of stuff. So it's easy to look down on the people, uh, 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 you know, whoever's stupid enough to buy and sell drugs using Google Wallet. But, I mean, seriously, the guy, um, I mean, Google's watching that transaction. That's just very spooky. Yeah, that, it's funny because that's actually the story, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I use the don't buy drugs on Google Wallet as a segue, but I mean, of course Google's watching. You're using their system. Well, yeah, that's the point of the system. Uh, I wonder what would happen if I used, um, <laughs> from now on, all my checks going to the CRA are going to have a little note beside the Canada Revenue Agency, our, our, our tax man, sort of like the IRS. I'm just going to put in the, uh, in the memo column, bes- besides the account that it's supposed to go to, buy drugs. 
just to see what they do with it. <laughs> I mean, this being Canada, they just might, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, frightening but true. And then they'll start trying to create policy. Indeed. Um, okay, we've done uh, Psy breaking um, breaking Kardashian's ass. Big Brother Google. We got about you know what? We got about two minutes before we're supposed to take another break. Then we have um, we'll have about fifteen minutes after that. So. This is probably a time to take a good break because I want to come back and talk about responsive design and um, and mobile and a little tag that I've been seeing in Google Analytics or Universal Analytics recently. Before we can get to that, though, we've got to take a break here on Webcology. It's the 4th of December, 2014. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You listen to Webcology at webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned. Back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. We're back here at Webcology at WebmasterRadio.fm. we got some breaking news. Um, this is actually especially for, uh, for Brasco and Frank Watson, who are at the Webmaster Radio Studios in Broward County, Florida. Um, hey, Brasco. Yeah. You there, man? I'm here. Do, uh, do you ever use Uber? Uh, well, I'm, I tried taxi to... Taxi service, Uber. Have, have you ever used it in Broward County? Um, no, I never got a chance to try it. I tried to be a driver. I wanted to try to apply for it, but I didn't have a four-door car. But I'm very it, familiar with the product. Well, if you tried to apply as of 12 p.m. today, 12 noon today... There would have been no one to apply to because Broward County has sent a stern letter to Uber and Lyft 
warning them their drivers may be arrested, cars impounded, and fines imposed against them unless they comply with Broward County taxi laws. So Uber and Lyft have been kicked out of um, one of the largest counties in South Florida. Yep. Wow. As of as of noon today. A little bit of breaking news. I don't think it's going to affect you, Dave. You're up in Daytona. I think they're still allowed to uh, Uber and Lyft away. You're Volusia <laughs> County. Um, I just thought that was kind of interesting. The yeah. uh, well, they've been going through a lot of criticism anyway. If you've been reading, you know, uh, I mean, Bennett actually, Bennett Kelly in our Cyber Law and Business Report yesterday went extensive on so many different people that are just having bad experiences. And, you know, like, what is it, like the, the one of the executives of Uber was saying, threatening to, like, follow journal, journalists home and stuff like that because of the criticism they're getting, I guess. I think Sarah Lacey was threatened, I think it was. Sarah or? Lacey was directly threatened, yeah. and that's actually what raised the ire of a great, I mean, most people in the tech press. You don't yeah. threaten, uh, you don't threaten Sarah Lacey. She's, no. uh, she's earned her bona fides as, you know, one of the queens of the tech press. Was she too big of a queen that she couldn't answer back an email that I wanted to have her on the show yesterday? Or, <laughs> yeah, she's not much of a queen. <laughs> if you're listening, Sarah, I'm sorry, but it's true. We were trying to reach it twice. No answer. So, uh, Indeed. I've actually I've been trying to get Sarah to, get Sarah to come on. The, we've had her on before. We've had Sarah Lacey on the, on the network before. Of course. Twice. Um, I was trying to get her to get on, on Webcology to talk about exactly that. Somebody um, reach out to her. Yeah, Uber is... Uh, Uber is valued at $40 billion, and Dave, this might, uh, this is right up your alley. Ryan Jones, um, SEO from, uh, from Sapient in Detroit, he dug up something on Facebook today that claims that the entire American taxi industry is, uh, is worth about $11 billion. Uber is valued at $40 billion. So, um, <laughs> what the heck is that? Oh, I love our sector. I don't. I'm just, I'll save the rant because we've got like responsive design to cover and stuff. And I think our listeners have heard me rant about overvaluations. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's clearly ridiculous. I, I'm so thankful we got those numbers just to highlight how ridiculous it is. It, it, it blows my mind. Um, let's jump to uh, actually what's actually a really important story. And um, I think this is uh, filed under the, yeah, we kind of suspected this category. Um, according to Google's uh, Zanib 8 Bahaj, Bahaji, um, I'm mispronouncing your name, sir, and I apologize. Zanib 8 Bahaji um, said at a Google Webmaster Help thread pretty clearly, Google does not rank responsive website designs better than sites using other configurations Made for mobile. He did say that. Um, and my mistake, she did. She said that. And this is, uh, again, from uh, today's Search Engine Roundtable. Um, people, people have been saying that responsive design will get you a bonus in Google. What I think they mean to be saying is focusing on mobile will get you a, a bonus in Google's mobile search. Right. Like a search conducted on a cell phone will have more mobile results delivered, mobile-friendly results delivered to it than non-mobile-friendly results. 
And SEOs have extrapolated that the same will likely apply to general search results, desktop search results, which may or may not be true, but is a safe enough bet. And you should, you know, design your website to appear, functionally appear in both uh, the desktop and the, the mobile, tablet, etc. environment. Now, I think the other place where, where a lot of confusion happens is Google has said frequently they prefer mobile, or they prefer responsive design, um, but mostly because it uses less resources and it's easier to ascertain what is a link and what is just a touch area. Right. Um, uh, according to uh, Zineb uh, from, from, uh, at Google Webmaster Help, uh, Google prefers it because it's easier to maintain, it's future-friendly, and there are fewer configuration errors, faulty redirects, or you know, bad, uh, bad 301s in a responsive site than in a, in a non-responsive site. But that doesn't mean Google's going to rank it better. Now, going back to the American Outdoors Conference, could you imagine the number of um, searches that would, that would be conducted using a mobile device for the folks in the conference center you're working with today, Dave? Oh, yeah. It's, it's a huge, huge thing here. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's big at every conference, but it is a dominant, um, subject here clearly because a lot of the, um, you know, searches are done on mobile. Um, and they do recognize a lot of them that the conversion is happening before the mobile experience is important. Um, which I, I found, uh, refreshing and, and a little enlightening in some ways where people were traveling generally to do, um, you know, a, a lot of these activities, um, generally, they had done it on their desktops. Um, so the conversion cycles were coming in on the desktop, but they wanted to make sure that the finding us and, and, and sort of the closing portion when they're actually en route and now on the ground in the city, um, a lot of them wanted to make sure that that was maintained, that good experience um, on their way to uh, to meet you or, or find you or whatnot. So it is. Um, one of the things that... And, you know, I, I mean, I get what they're I get what they're saying. I'm sure you do too. Um, I view this kind of a, an interesting um, statement in in that I put it in the same context as, say, a description tag. Um, you, you could rightfully claim, if you were Google, description tags don't impact rankings, right? I mean, you know, depending on which camp, some people say it has a little bit of weight, but let's let's assume that you know it it doesn't have that weight. That um, it itself is not crawled as a as a factor on on keywords. Um, you know, you could say that it doesn't have an impact on rankings if you were Google because it doesn't directly. But if you can improve click click through rates, then it is impacting rankings. And with responsive design, one of the things I've always liked and, and worth noting, they're not saying don't use responsive. They're actually saying it's good, but it doesn't do this. Um, but one of the things that I've found helpful about it is it unifies the shares and links. Um, you know, when people are on their mobile, when people are on um, their desktops, if you have a different mobile site with different URLs, you're starting to split, um, you know, people up. Whereas on a responsive, you know, if I now click a link you posted on your um, mobile phone, mm -hmm. you posted that onto Facebook and I click it again, you know, over on my desktop, 
I'm going to be taken to the appropriate experience for me, which doesn't, and I, we've all hit this, where you click on a link in Facebook and it opens up clearly what's meant to be a mobile site, um, you know, on, on my desktop. Um, so, and, and those would be the technical hiccups they're talking about. But I think that unification of social signals and uh, and links can have, okay, let's just talk about links because social signals is highly debatable. But, um, you know, the, the unification when they share that mobile uh, you know, or the non-mobile but responsive link from a mobile phone, if I click it um, and I like it and I'm going to link out to it or share it again with somebody who would link, at least it's all this unified uh, unified point, which I think is is important. Now, moving in, looking forward into 2015, um, we've been saying all along mobile's important, mobile's important, mobile's important, but Google's now saying mobile's really important. Google's yeah. making it um, more than clear that if you're not paying attention to mobile design and they prefer responsive, um, then they'll pay a little less attention to you. And something's been coming up regularly in uh, Google Analytics. I've been noticing this tag running across the top of my Google Analytics account over and over and over again. And it reads, learn how to use Google Analytics to make your app more discoverable and profitable Register for the Analytics Academy course now, which I'm going to do, actually, because mm-hmm. um, let me reread that. Learn how to use Google Analytics to make your app more discoverable and profitable. Where do apps run? They run on mobile. Google, again, I, 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 just, I know Google has all the money in the world, but when they invest in something, they're, they're saying... These are our dollars going into an initiative, going into um, teaching webmasters, or well, I wonder what they'll call. I wonder what they'll call us in the mobile age. Eh? We ain't going to be webmasters anymore. It'll be somewhere else. Um, teaching webmasters how to best use uh, the medium. Oh, very much. And you know, I mean, we've seen this. I know you know, but with. Um, you know, mobile being given its own spot in webmaster tools, we've seen it with. Uh, page speed uh, from Google, you know, measuring your mobile. I mean, you know, mobile friendly. Just a couple of weeks ago, we were chatting about this, mm-hmm. uh, showing up ahead of search results that are responsive or have mobile versions. So the corrections they're giving you in Google Webmaster Tools around mobile now. Yeah, I mean, there's your hint. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. So 2015 is. Um, well, I guess, again, uh, I don't want to say that mobile wasn't important in, t- in 2007 or 2008, but 2015 is the year that Google demands you consider it important. They do. I think this is the year of the maturing of mobile um, into where the, the technology, the tracking, um, all that stuff we always wanted is, is starting to catch up. Um, you know, with, with the actual development and, and yeah, it's, it's just maturing and our devices are maturing and allowing Google to understand more, Apple to understand more, um, and really connect, uh, connect a lot of dots, um, and understand what they're tracking. You know, we're all maturing, Dave. It's, uh, it's scary sometimes cause, um, I think about the Yahoo top 10, um, or the most popular news searches that were searched this year. And, um, I mean, there's the Ebola epidemic was number one, the death of Robin Williams, which affected everybody regardless of, of age, number two. Elections 2014, number three. It leaked photos 2014, number four. Yeah. Um, 
the Michael Brown shooting, number five, and the Jody Arias sentencing. And yeah, I mean, they just get into stuff that I just don't know a damn thing about anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're all maturing. Um, wow, you know, we timed this list so well. And then we talked too fast. <laughs> well, there was um, also... Oh, Google Maps! Google Maps. Um, it was funny because it came very timely because we were uh, just dealing with some Maps issues at uh, work. But, um, yeah, Google Maps revamped their uh, quality guidelines for local pages. Anybody who has local or is interested in local, this is it, there's some important stuff in there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, incidentally, a Barry Sports article over at Searchings and Land. Of course it was. <laughs> uh, it was published on the 2nd, but this is quite important. He's quoting from Mike Blumenthal, and if Blumenthal is pointing this out around local, then you got to pay attention. Um, obvious changes uh, noted, noted by Blumenthal. Descriptors of any sort are no longer allowed. Categories should be the most more specific category and not overarching general categories. Increased name and category consistency amongst multi-location chains. Two or more brands at the same location must pick one name. That's kind of interesting, eh? Yeah. Especially in the dawn of, like, pop-up stores um, or stores that uh, have several outlets in a one sto- in one storefront. Mm-hmm. Um, if different departments that have their own page, they must also have unique categories. Practitioners' pages in multi-location practices should have their name only and not the name of the practice. Now, check that. That would affect you or me, Dave. Say yeah. you set up uh, your Beanstalk Internet Marketing sets up a uh, American division and a English division. Okay. Mm-hmm. They would have to be named different than Beanstalk Internet Marketing. They'd have to be Beanstalk Internet Marketing US, Beanstalk Internet Marketing UK. Would have to have a different name than the... Ah, okay. Head over to Search Engine Land. (laughs) Virtual office is not allowed unless staffed, and I guess that's it for us. We've come up against a hard time. Friends, uh, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. You've been listening to WebCology on webmasterradio.fm. 4th of December 2014. Stick around. There's amazing stuff coming up on the network, and we'll talk to you next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business, business, radio, and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm.